The following talk was recorded at Label the Planet 2021 Empowering Users, the annual conference on current issues in ethics, social justice and technology from the Free Software Foundation. Label the Planet is a live conference and speakers often use slides and other visual tools to assist their presentation. You can see the videos of these talks at media.libreplanet.org or on the FSF Peertube channel. Label Planet speakers do not represent the mission of the Free Software Foundation. We host speakers talking about their use of free software in different kinds of political and commercial work. The FSF supports their freedom, but does not take positions on any political issues other than those necessary to uphold the principles of free software. Like all the FSF's work on behalf of the grievance of all computer users, Nemo Planet is made possible by thousands of individuals. To keep our work going, please consider becoming an associate member via my.fsf.org join or making a donation at my.fsf.org donate. You can stay informed by subscribing to our newsletter, The Free Software Supporter, at fsf.org fss and for more information on LibrePlanet, you can visit libreplanet.org conference. I hope everyone is having a great Libre Planet Day 2. This talk entitled How to Make User Make More Users Love Free Software. Double the Love, Double the Freedom. And it will pre be presented by Clarissa Borges, uh, who won the first ever award for outstanding new free software contributor in 2020. Clarissa is a software engineering student and fell in love with free software while contributing to GNOME during her outreach internship project. This talk is a follow-up to Clarissa's presentation from last year, and she will elaborate and expand on the theme of how to get more computer users to choose free software over proprietary solutions by improving usability. The easier software is to use, the more it will be adopted, and the more computer users find that they can depend on free software, the greater the demand will be for software that respects our right to use and share software as we see fit. Larissa, please take it over. Okay, thanks, Salt. Um, so, yeah, my talk will be basically about um, usability on, on free software. And let's get started. So, something some some things about me i'm a brazilian software engineer now i'm an engineer because i graduated this week <laughs> and my first significant involvement with uh, free software community was back in 2018 uh, when i worked on some usability research for some gnome apps and when i was doing uh, the tests I wanted to learn more about usability and I realized that usability testing is very nice, a very nice contribution that free software uh, projects could use more. Um, so I started advocating about usability on every conference that I took part and I wanted to empower um, contributors and, and maintainers uh, so that they could uh, use um, usability contributions in favor of their free software projects. And I wanted them to understand the importance of having good usability on the projects and how, how they could do it. 
So that's a little bit about me. And on the previous episode on Libre Planet, on the last year's, uh, my last year's Libre Planet talk, I was talking about uh, how to make more users love free software by improving usability. And I pr provided a detailed guide um, to run usability tests. So if you want to, to like see a tutorial about how to run usability tests on your own, you can watch that talk. Uh, I think it pretty much covers, still covers what I, what I think um, the usability tests should be like and what I learned. And on this talk, I want to share you, to share with you a, um, more about my undergraduate thesis that was about usability testing on free software projects. And my goal on my undergraduate thesis was basically to enable uh, usability testing contributions from anyone on free software projects. Um, so, why usability testing? Um, sometimes, for users who just want to have their work done, the usability of a program is something like that makes them decide uh, over a program uh, for a program over another one. So, I believe the main reason why some users still prefer proprietary solutions over free ones is because of usability. Uh, so testing usability is a mean of knowing how the interface should be improved. So why usability testing on free software projects? Um, usability testing brings relevant insights on how we can make our interfaces better for the users. Um, they are very simple and fun to run. This doesn't mean that usability testing is, e is easy. Um, I used to say that usability testing is easy, but we we constantly have this this um, we think that non-technical contributions are easy and the ones that involve coding are easy, are harder, but that's not true. Um, so I want to avoid saying that usability testing is easy, but it's simple. <laughs> And yeah, I've always find, found it very interesting to learn about the user's um, understanding of the interfaces were, while, while they were interacting with the software. And they don't require really expensive and fancy resource to, to be run. And the last thing that I wanted to say yet is that it's not required that the contributors have any technical background, so it is an ideal contributions for contribution for people who are active users in the community. And by active users, I mean those users who like to give feedbacks, suggestions, or who want to get involved with other users. And sometimes we want to contribute to a free software project. But, and even if we are technical people, I am a technical people person. <laughs> um, sometimes I can't contribute to all the projects I, I want to because I'm not familiar with the technology, so I could uh, contribute with usability testing. Uh, 
Um, and I see it very much as a contribution that uh, usability testing, I mean, it's very much like a contribution that is similar to translations, contributions, because translations were initially uh, hard to non-technical people to achieve because they, they, they were required to know a little bit more about how to run the project or where to edit the strings. Uh, but now tools to help the translators uh, work were created and now we, we can easily have translations, contributions from anyone who, who knows how to translate words. <laughs> so it's a very important work that we have and that a, a sort of contribution that uh, evolved really much and made it made more software accessible for everyone. Um, okay. So there are many problems with the, the task of um, running usability tests for on open source or free software projects because many people don't know how to run usability tests or they don't know how to how they fit in their projects because they don't know how to documentate the tests, they don't know how to how to get contributions from other people. So when I started with usability tests, I tried very much to share with people how to run them and what were the benefits so that anyone could run them in their projects. But the problem is that um, it's it's very hard for people to adhere, adhere, I don't know how to say this word, adhere <laughs> to this practice, to this practice um, without having a defined workflow or ways to, to store the documentation. So there is a gap between me standing here trying to guide people into running usability tests on free software projects and that really uh, happening in the real life because it's hard to start and it's hard to find um, like a place or a channel where people can submit their contributions or yeah, it's hard. So I thought of many ways I could approach uh, to help the projects to get started in a way that was really viable um, I thought about building some sort of tool, a browser extension, a website, or anything else that would make it, make it easier for the project to have usability tests. But in the end, I realized that it wasn't something related to using tools, I think, in my opinion. So I decided to create an, an abstraction of everything I know about usability testing and everything I know about uh, free software projects, uh, like the workflow for contributing to, to free software projects. And I tried to imagine a simple workflow that fits the context of contributing to free software and creating uh, useful contributions for uh, usability tests on free software. I forgot how I started the phrase, but that's it. 
I hope it made sense. So let's let's go into more details. Um, so there are many ways to test usability. Uh, so that the steps that I'm describing here are more connected to with or to the way that I learned to do them. Um, so I think there are three basic uh, steps for usability testing that are the test preparation, which means uh, the decision on what are the test requirements, preparing the scripts for the tests on what we want to discover from the research, usability testing is a research, and then preparing the environment where the test should run and looking for participants for the, the test sessions. And number two, the test sessions themselves, they are the execution of this, the tests with the participants with the help of a moderator. And the last one are the test results, which are the report of the test results. And they are responsible for giving us the insights on what we need to improve in our interfaces. And they are the most important part of the usability tests, because if you run the usability tests and you write four reports, then no one will understand and no one will be able to use the results and the interface won't be better. <laughs> and there are three main roles for uh, that are played on usability tests in usability tests. Um, and those three can be considered contributors for the usability tests. Um, the first role is the test designer, um, who is the, uh, it's very hard not to confuse with the designer of the interface. It's, it's not the designer of the interface, it's the person who projects the test, the test plan. So it is the person who writes the test plan uh, and decides what needs to be tested and decides the user profile for the test that um, the person, the kind of person that we wanted. Okay, um, sorry people, my internet failed. So I don't know where it failed, so I'll start explaining this, this part again. Oh, I can't, I can't um, change here the like I'm not the the owner of the presentation anymore okay thank you <laughs> um, so there are three main roles played in usability tests that are the test designer who is the person who writes the test plan deciding uh, on what needs to be tested and they decide the user profiles for the test too um, like for who the tests are designed, um, which kind of user we want to to have in the test, and the test designer also writes the test plan. We have the facilitator or moderator, who is the person who um, runs the test sessions with the participants, um, 
they also report the results for the tests and they all they also can be the test designer um they can like write the tests and um we can have uh multiple moderators for for the tests for example if you want to run the test with six participants we can have two moderators running three sessions each um, if the tests are the same okay okay i'll turn my microphone down a little bit is it better um okay thanks <laughs> Um, so we have the participant, which is usually a volunteer, and it's the person who, who, like everyone is a volunteer, but there is a volunteer that um, usually doesn't, is not really attached to the community or something like this, related to the community. So it's the person who performs the tasks in the software and for each test session, we need one participant. So if we want five test sessions, we need five participants. And this, this person, um, it is preferred, preferred that this person is not uh, previously familiar with the software. So you, you don't have like biased results and it, and that implies that you can't just test with your colleague, with other developer from the software. You need to test like with someone who is not familiar with the software. I got a little bit lost when I came back. Sorry, guys. Um, so usability testing artifacts um, that I created for for the workflow are a contribution guide and a, a simple issue template, which is a template for the test plan. Um, I created these this, um, artifacts to be used to help people to create their tests and run their, their tests with the, with the participants. Um, and that's it. This is the contribution guide. This is a small piece of the contribution guide. I'm guessing you can't read anything, but it's like a contribution guide for a project. Um, and this is an issue template. It helps when you're creating an issue in the in a repository on GitLab or GitHub. Um, you have the option of choosing a issue template to and then you can just fill in with the test requirements with the goals for the test and other information you need for the test um, so when we have the steps and the roles and the artifacts we have a workflow for the for the usability testing and let's let's see how it's the how the proposed workflow with the actors and the steps is this is the um, beautiful diagram i drew and as you can see this is pure art i hope i don't scare anyone with my talent 
So this is the test designer, which who is the person that creates the test plan. And if you if you listen to my other talk, you'll see that a test plan has goals, requirements, tasks, and scenarios. Um, but I won't give you spoilers if you if you didn't. Um, and then in a test section session we have a moderator and a participant. The moderator manages scenarios for the participant, and the participant performs tasks in the in the software. And the moderator is the person who reports the results. So the contribution guide it it is like a complement. I don't know how to, if I can say this in English, but it's it works together with the issue template. The issue template uh, it's it's just for you to fill in with um, the test plan, and the contribution guide it helps you to prepare the tests, to run the tests, and to report the results. So it's basically a complete guide, and the issue template it's it's just for the test plan. Um, okay, so after I created this workflow, um, I needed to validate it to see if it was possible to use it, um, to see if it was viable for free software to use it. So I found volunteers to run usability tests on each one of these, on these, on of some uh, of the five projects that I'll show later. And so I did a sort of um, meta testing with the with the my contribution guide and my issue template to see if it, it was possible for the for people who don't know anything about usability testing to to create their own tests and run their own tests. So um, I found volunteers to run um, the tests in each one of these five projects on Inkscape, KeepPass, XC. I don't know if the name's correct. <laughs> in, in English, the name's it's said like this, LibreOffice, Guardiões da Saúde, which is a Brazilian app for tracking coronavirus um, information in Brazil, and Chatbot Thais, which is a chatbot for understanding uh, Brazilian law. And yeah, so the volunteers were people who didn't know how to run usability tests. Um, and they had to create their tests, run the sessions with participants, and then report results using only the artifacts that I showed you, that I told you that I did, because I couldn't show you everything. Um, so what were the results in the end? Um, it was proofs what we already uh, thought about. Um, the usability tests are very simple. They are not easy, but they are simple. So 
all the volunteers, they were able to create and run their tests, report results, and have insights on improvements to be made. I was very proud uh, on the results because I think uh, the results were really great contributions. I think the volunteers did a really great job with the tests and I was very happy to see uh, the artifacts really being used after the experiment of my my work. Um, especially, I think Inkscape used um, tried to do usability tests after the work was done. So I was really proud and really happy to help. Um, and yeah, I think uh, the volunteers did a great job with the tests. Um, the tests had some flaws, of course, but I think they are they were more related to um, lack of experience with usability tests, and there were some unclear information on the artifacts because it's very hard to write uh, a contribution guide for someone who doesn't know anything about usability testing. But I think they did pretty well. Um, and for the first time that they were running usability tests, I was really impressed because they did a really good job. And I think another thing that I learned from the usability tests that happened after after the um, after my artifacts was that providing a good example of a test, of test results, of a test plan uh, following the same method that I proposed would be very helpful. And that's because um, some of the of the tests, they, they could see the tests from each other. So the tests that happened after the first one, they were sort of copying the first one. So, um, the flaws from the first first one were replic replicated later on the other tests because um, they wanted a good example and they knew that the first test was a success, so they tried to, to do it. And I think if I had a good example for all of them, they would be more successful than they were in the end. And Last but not least, I think um, it was possible to enable free software projects to have usability testing contributions. Um, I think it was very nice because it it didn't require um, fancy resources and the volunteers were very good and they didn't have experience with usability, so it was very good. And it's very hard to generalize, I know, um, the method to usability, to test usability, I mean, um, to meet the requirements of every single free software project in this world. But uh, my intention was to create a starting point for the projects and that each one of them um, takes the artifacts and adapts it, um, the usage of it, um, to their reality as they learn more about usability and their needs in this area. Um, and I know it's a very specific 
and and small improvement for free software projects. Uh, but I believe that every small change is a part of uh, a small <laughs> is part of a long journey to make uh, free software more accessible and popular. So I, I, I'm very proud of what uh, I could do. So if you are interested in enabling your your project to to have usability testing contributions, um, you can email me with information about your project, like a brief context of the project, the repository link, and I will send you a merge request with the contribution guide and the issue template for the usability tests. And I'll try to, to adapt the artifacts as much as I can to your context. And um, I can help you to get started if you want to. I'm always very happy to to help free software projects to improve. And there is always room to improve usability. Uh, this QR code is also to my email. I don't know if it's too small, the, the presentation is too small, but this QR code, you can scan it and send me an email if you want to have um, usability testing contributions to your project. And I think that's it, folks. Mm, thanks very much for your attention and for finding some time to learn about usability. Thanks to all of my friends who are listening and watching. And thanks Free Software Foundation for the amazing event and for providing me some some space to share my ideas. And I think if you have any questions, I don't know if the space is open for questions, but I did save some time for questions. I think I have about five yeah. minutes. Yeah, uh, about five or ten, actually. Um, so we do have a few questions in the hopper. Uh, give me one moment. Okay. All right. So um, <clears throat> uh, first up, uh, Omsai was asking, what are some ways test uh, monitors track usability tests without creeping uh, creeping out their their testers? Sorry, I didn't understand. So uh, when you're doing the usability tests uh, with the monitors, how can you uh, conduct those tests without creeping out the users, uh, the like, eye tracking, things like that? <laughs> um, I don't use uh, those, those creepy, <laughs> creepy monitoring tools. Um, the, the usability tests that I, that I like are the ones with that person uh, watching the user to perform tasks um, in the software and I I like to to make the user feel comfortable when the user is using the software I I always tell them that they are not the object of the test the, the what is being tested is the software so if they make mistakes it's the software's fault so um, the person doesn't get uh, scared or afraid of making mistakes and I never had any problems with this um, everyone was very happy to help 
yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. Another attendee asked, uh, in your test template, did you set it up so that each tester does the test multiple times or so that multiple different testers did it only once? Um, on the template, what I thought is that um, the author or the designer of the test writes down um, the test plan in the description of an issue and the, the moderators who are who want to help they can just I don't know copy the description run the test with the with the user and then they write down their results on comments on the issue so it's easier to have discussions there after all and everyone can see the results of the, the test like I don't know if I got the question right, but I think yeah. I think. I, <laughs> yeah, so I think I think the question is, would the same user do that same test multiple times? No, no. Um, the user can't do the same tests over and over because the the result will be improved. Uh, we want to get the first impression of the user. So when you have like five test sessions to run. You have to do it with your mother, your father, your brother, your cousin. <laughs> so you have to, to change the, the users. <laughs> Great, yeah, thank you. Um, let's see, uh, Tessia asked, have you ever run tests completely remotely? And if so, how do you guarantee the setup? Um, yes. Um, those tests that uh, were run on my undergraduate thesis, they had to be remote because um, because we are in a pandemic. <laughs> so uh, we we used we like asked the user to to install the the program previously, but we know that uh, if we are talking about a user that has less technical background maybe installing the software can be hard for them so there, there is this limitation there are some alternatives like there are some software that can run can be run in a browser and stuff like that but i did it in the simplest way that was asking the user to install the software and asking they to share their screen on a jitsi meet so it was pretty good because I was like watching the user, um, the user's reaction on their camera, and I was watching the the mouse on the screen. So it did pretty well. Great, thank you. Um, Cell asked, uh, "How did you? <clears throat> excuse me. How did you find participants?" Um, it was hard to find volunteers to uh, like moderate the tests. I tried to look for communities and ask people's help to to run the tests. But for the participants, I think um, when I was running tests for GNOME, I asked it in my in my university forums like on social media for volunteers and people are very nice here so they they were very happy to help me 
but I think in some place it might be hard to do it. But I don't know. I think it's it's very hard. You have to really find someone and ask, hey, can you help me? <laughs> Great, thank you. Absolutely. Tom Zane asked, could these UX tests be used for command line programs? Yes, um, they could. I never did a usability test on on command line uh, programs, but on my thesis there was a usability test that was with a chatbot, so the user had to speak to the interface. So it was very interesting to see, and it was a similar approach to do, to do this. Um, so yeah, you can uh, test communication and wording on software too, and command line is included. All right. Thank you. Um, we still have a couple minutes. I have uh, another question here um, from NoScript uh, MA1. Are you working with or do you plan to work with companies like Simply Secure or are you going to be found on your own? And can you just tell us something about the costs? I don't know this company. Is this a company of usability I'm, testing? I'm not sure. I, I am. I feel like I might have heard of it. I don't know it either. So maybe uh, they can explain the company, but I guess I have the broad question or are you taking, <laughs> uh, um, on your own? Or how, how do you think you'll be moving forward uh, now that you've, you're graduating? <laughs> so now I am, uh, I do visibility tests more on my free time. It's like a hobby for me. But on my regular job, I am a software developer and I'm getting started on a company like tomorrow. <laughs> and the company is called Commit Change, which is a, a, a company that develops uh, mostly free software. So free and open soft, source software. So I'm excited, <laughs> but I'll be a software developer there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually have them in my uh, browsing history. We have uh, two more minutes, by the way, but they're the, the company behind them, or maybe they are actually located in my state. So that's very interesting. <laughs> so Simply Secure, um, it's design coaching, and um, it's designing, uh, it looks like, projects that people can trust. Uh, it says we support practitioners working with the most vulnerable people by designing for safety and privacy. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of neat. So thanks for asking about that. Um, are there more questions uh, in the chat? I have a question, I guess. Uh, so I've seen some of these tools where you can like walk people through um, steps right like you're on this page now you click and then it's or you do the thing and it walks you kind of like a, a, a survey but like for user design testing and are there any free software solutions out there that you found to be effective for that mm, i i've never seen it actually i i did look for but i didn't find it 
Um, but usability testing is something so simple that um, you can just have the images and change the images of the screen for the user to interact with. Like you can simulate the behavior of the software. But I've never found any open source or free software solutions for usability testing. Well, that sounds like a area to address for sure. Um, <laughs> I know that that for our design, we've been working with a new tool I'm pretty excited about called a pen pod, I think. So maybe. Oh, I know it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, there was a question. I. It's a great question, but um, is there a link to the artifacts you've created? Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to to edit. Um, is there anywhere I can, I can, can write? Chat, yeah, I can then uh, copy it over to the edge. Okay. Oh, I can write text text here. Let me try to. Yeah, that no, yeah. that's beautiful. <laughs> Oops. So the artifacts are there. Um, yeah. Can you see it? This link? Or it's just for me? Okay. me, I will also be copying it over after I confirm my head. Yeah, it looks like I do. So. Oh, someone, someone's quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we still do have a couple more minutes here if, if there are further questions. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, I, uh, I highly am glad of, um, to see all of this work and things. I think that the user experience is definitely a, <laughs> We, we need to spend more time on it. It's kind of part of this, like, code contributions are absolutely not the only contributions. Yeah, we, we need, uh, I've seen it too, like, it was very, very simple to run usability tests. So I thought that maybe users who like to, to give suggestions for the projects, they, they could help with this. And yeah, I mean, I mean, improving usability can really empower users <laughs> absolutely um, and um, I have some fun usability books back there as well about rocket <laughs> not thinking <laughs> um, another question came up here is what what sort of age ranges for the people you, you run in these tests um, for the test that I ran I um, the age didn't really matter. Um, I could run, I think I ran with the younger person who who was a volunteer, was a, a woman of 17 years old, and the older person was about 50. Um, so it, for this case, it didn't matter um, the age, but sometimes maybe the age can matter. It's it depends on your software. It depends on what is your target for the software. Great. 
And uh, this might be the last question, we'll see, but um, okay. do you have any thoughts on usability specifically for the privacy security setting? Mm, no, but I've never thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, it's definitely in this area where it's like, you always hear, you get security or easy, so uh -huh. I think it's an interesting area to think hopefully for the future. Uh, another question um, came in, uh, what are your thoughts on testers who may have learned an alternative software before, like they, they're not coming in fresh, I guess, and that'll be our um, yeah, it's it's good actually because you can learn if um, let's suppose that you want some users to feel good using your software. They use a proprietary solution, but you want them to interact with your free solution, and you want to see if they are able to complete their tasks and what's their opinion on your software. So I think it's it's actually good to compare experiences um so it's okay <laughs> excellent well thank you very much this was excellent um i hope you've enjoyed your libre plan i've enjoyed i've enjoyed very much thank you salt thank you everybody i like very much to answer those questions <laughs>